Today is Monday, August 3rd. The Yankees are winners, winners, winners. And you guys called up and left some voicemails, voicemails, voicemails. So let's listen to those. Let's do it. Let's talk Yanks. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Yanks. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. In the corner, we got producer BBD. We're coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios here in the Bronx. RSVLTS.com slash John Boy. Go get yourself some colorful shirts. The Yankees are winning, Jake. We recorded the series recap yesterday. We're recording this one on Monday before the first game against the Phillies. Spirits are high. Moods are boosted. How are you doing? Spirits are high. Moods are boosted. I have I got some kombucha. I kind of panicked at our Ew. local shop today. Like if we went to Jamba Juice and they were like, would you like a mood booster? You'd be like, no, I'm all good. Yanks are good. Yanks, yeah, don't need the mood booster. Yanks today. got me. You probably get like the grass one, just trying to, Ew. just trying to boost something. I'm always kind of trying to boost something. I think isn't kombucha good for your like digestive tract? So I'm boosting that today. Mm, I don't know. What's going on over there? What is kombucha good for? And we're off to a hot start. Today's episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you some very special people. Jacob Longacre. Oh, Jacob Longacre. That's a kicker name. Sorry. I say that in a compliment way. That is a good kicker name. Yeah. Here comes Jacob Longacre for the 45-yarder. Long acres. He can cover a yeah. lot of acres and stuff it's like that. It's a good that. kicker yeah. name. Andre, Zane Ferguson, Nick K, Greg Delalo Jr., mm. Mike Alawson, Matt Dahl, and Gabby with one B, it says. So that's interesting. I always picture it with two Bs. Gabby with one B? One B. Yeah. Those with a Y, I think you could do that. Yeah. You have Gab- Gabby with the two Bs with an IE? You can. Interesting. Interesting. Been to Europe. It's not true. I haven't. You've never been to Europe? No, not yet. Wanted to go. You've been wanting to COVID go. COVID ain't, yeah. ain't helping. You're not allowed now. Yeah. Not allowed now. Literally. Well, those are our most recent Patreons. We appreciate them. We appreciate you. A lot of people are hanging out, watching live with us, telling us that our levels are sufficient. Thank you. That's great. That's huge news. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. We got voicemails today. I, I mean, there's no housekeeping. We did an episode last night. Nothing has last happened. Last night. Nothing has happened from last night to I today. I think Seth is about to be officially added. Hoke tweeted that out. And yeah, that's exciting. That but you told bit. people yeah. on the other episode. Thank so you. So let's just Brad. dive straight in. Are you cool with that? I'm cool with that. I'm a little nervous. BBD prepped us and said that these aren't like running 10 out of 10. We're winning seven. We're seven and Some one. Are. Okay. Some are. Some don't match the mood of the there's team. There's more than zero kind of negative ones. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Let's just Let's dive do it. We'll right get in. there. Hey, guys. Ryan from Slippery Rock again. Thank you for playing my Orioles question last time out. Um, what in the world is Major League Baseball doing? I just woke up from the Yankees-Orioles supposed to be rain-shortened game, and – 
why are they keeping these guys at the ballpark so long? I get we want baseball. We want to see the Yankees as much as possible. But MLB says we don't want guys waiting around the clubhouse forever. I go to bed thinking the game's over, and all of a sudden I wake up and Judge just hit a three-run homer to win the game. I don't know. It just seems like it's very wishy-washy. It's MLB. I get it. But they're all about safety and health for the players, but they're keeping them there till midnight. All right. Thanks, guys. It seemed like that game was going to easily get called, and then they forgot to call it. Yeah. But, I mean, it was only, I mean, in the end, it was only an hour delay or so. Like, they did turn it around. But, I, I don't know, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been wondering if we were Orioles fans, would we be saying, you know, let's let's can it. Second place Orioles, mind Not you. the second place Orioles, baby. Yeah, I think there also goes into if you really want to go there. I mean, you know, players just hanging in the dugout or hanging in the locker room for longer. I mean, that's not supposed to be happening. But, yeah, after all of it, it was kind of fine. It was a lot of rain. A lot um, of rain. It was a lot of rain. They end up finishing. I don't know. We started recording. We we thought they'd can it, but they still punched it. I mean, we'll we'll see going forward, especially now that the seven inning rule is in effect for double headers. Like, yeah. If if there's a rain delay, seven eight nine ish, you'd think they just can games at this point. But we'll see. Whatever. It was fine. I think in the end it was fine. Like, we were very much, they should just call this, and I think we wanted to go home. Yeah, it was kind of at the max, though. Like, if it, you know, hour 15, hour 30, you start getting into a slippery, slippery range a little bit. Yeah. And, like, it's the Orioles, ah, I don't know. You're going to play them a lot this year. I'd get if it was, like, say it was the Phillies, and it was the last time we're supposed to play them this year. Like, sure, have it out, but... Whatever. It worked out. Sorry you went to bed and Judge hit a homer. I, I told this story before. One time my boss was a big Texas fan. Sure. And, uh, it was like in 2016, there was a huge rain delay against the Rangers, like four hours. And then they and the Yankees were up by a lot. They came back in the ninth, and then they, the Yankees lost. And I walked into the office, and I didn't know any of that. I went to sleep thinking they won. Ah. And my boss was like, that was a crazy finish, huh? And I was like, I felt so dumb. Because mm. he was like ready to rub it in my face And I just didn't even, I was like I I didn't see any of that Yeah I don't know what happened There was a There was a Yankees A Yankees game sometime during high school That they won on a walk off And we had a leak in our chimney And there was some like gas leaking in there Oh And I was Passed out Anyways Same story you just had Yeah it was similar Let's go to Bubak He'll let this rear up Look out. What up, fellas? It's Bubak. Uh, just a few things today. I haven't even been, I haven't even listened to a freaking podcast this week because, you know, the new baby and all. It is what it is. We'll get back into the routine here shortly. Uh, something I noticed, you know, I tweeted about it, but we've been without baseball for how long? We're a week in with baseball. We get our second rain delay of the year. And people on Twitter are like, oh, just cancel it. Oh, just just call the game. Just call Come on. We want baseball. Why in the hell would you want to call a game? Just, I don't, I don't care. East Coast, I'm sorry. 
if it goes past your bedtime, I'm sorry about that. There's nothing I can do about that. But come on. It's, it's baseball. Baseball's back. So quit whining about, oh, I just hope they call it. Good gravy. Let's go, fellas. That's all I got. That's all. That's my rant. Love you guys. I love you more than Artie. Let's go, Yanks. Let's go, Yanks! He called back. Look out, it's Boobock again. I just just started listening to uh the the Orioles series recap and Jim Jim you started out with let's just hope they cancel it because the Orioles don't care, the Yankees don't care. Jim, I care! I care, Jim! I care! I haven't had baseball all for what, two hundred and seventy some days. I haven't had baseball. But you're gonna you wanna take it away from me. Guys, I love the shit out of you. I I really do. I mean, my wife sometimes thinks I've got a better relationship with you guys and all your podcasts than I do with my own family. But come on, fellas. I need baseball. That's it. That's my rant. Love you. Peace. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, can. Congrats on the new kid. Well, I'm kind of pissed because he said since the baby hasn't been listening, which means the baby hasn't been listening to the shows. No, the baby's been listening. He oh, just hasn't. He's yeah. been giving the babies the headphones, yeah. so he hasn't. He's just watches. He's good dad watches the new baby. Listen. Parenting 101. That's smart. Got to read the baby books. Yeah, Boobak, you got have a point. You know, but the East Coast thing's real. It was fucking late. <laughs> It was getting late, and we uh, we had to record after we were tired. We want a normal record day. We want to record and like get home. So, yep. Thanks right. for that. Thanks, Boobak. I appreciate the rant. I appreciate. We got a. Give him a present. Yeah, I think we're on it. Okay, enjoy. Hey guys, this is Nick calling from Greenwich Village, calling in the middle of the Yankee Sox Sunday night game, so I'm not sure how that turns out, but my question is about defense. Why aren't we seeing Stanton in left? Baseball reference has him with 11 defensive runs saved in his MVP season. Dude's a plus defender when he's right. There's a lingering effect from his injuries last year. I'm not seeing it at the plate or on the bases. I find it hard to believe he can't play a couple of days a week in left while Andujar DHs instead of sticking Miggy in left at a position. I don't think there's any question that Stanton's a better defender and left than Andujar. And if it's just concern about future injuries and protecting their investment in Stanton, couldn't you make the same case about Judge, another plus defender, albeit a better defender, but with similar health issues uh, the past couple of years? So curious to see what you guys think. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Love Greenwich Village. I, I disagree with you on one main thing that I think changes your entire call. We have seen Stanton not running the bases. And I'm, like, fine with it. Like, he had a double play attempt versus Boston over the weekend. I think it was Friday or Saturday. Where he just stopped running altogether. And I think 2018 Stan, who led the league in infield hits, beats it out. We saw him go second to home recently. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. And he, like, didn't slide. Like, he definitely came up and was like, if I'm out, I'm out. He's clearly taking it very easily on the base paths from what I've seen uh, with my brain. And... Yeah, don't risk hurting this dude. What? Andujar missed one ground ball. They still won the game. It didn't even matter. Gardner's a really good left fielder. Talkman's good. I mean, I have no itch to make Stan play left before they think he is absolutely 100% uh, 
healthy enough to play left field at full speed with no regard for injury. I mean, Hicks isn't even playing center field that way. So I, I am not calling for Stanton again in the outfield anytime soon. I think the this would be more of a conversation if Stanton wasn't playing well. If Stanton was clogging the DH, slumping, and not producing, then it becomes, uh, well, he's blocking the DH spot. I wish we could get Andujar at bats there. I wish he could play it. Stanton's doing his thing. He looks great. Keep him doing that because that's why he's on the team to hit. And I think the just maybe the better scope to look at it because, yeah, the base running hasn't been great. It's been serviceable. Like if Stanton was in left field tonight, I wouldn't be. I don't think he looks bad base running. I just think he's clearly yeah, taking it he's, easy. he's not taking any chances. I actually think all the Yankees are. Like Gio Urshela came up like he didn't dig one out. It's still early, man. There's yeah. no spring training. I'm not upset about yeah. it. I actually think like. Hey, you're winning and you're all hitting, so take it easy. And I, I think care. I think probably the better way to look at it is as long as Stanton's not clogging the DH spot, which again, one of the best players in baseball, so he probably won't, and he's hot right now. Think of Stanton in left field as we do want that available for the playoffs, but to figure that out in the regular season, think of it as like we only like we can't make a mistake. Like, if Stanton goes out there tomorrow and he rolls his ankle or he comes up lame or, you know, whatever whatever's bothering G-Unit, then it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, then he's just a DH. Yeah, there's so no short-term injuries this year. Let him DH now. We have a plethora of outfielders. Uh, I mean, I do want to see him out there. But, again, even if it's not at the end of this month, and I'm talking about the new month of August – like, if Stanton doesn't play left field until September, you know, first week of September, and he's looking healthier and he plays it well, and then when it comes playoff time, it's an option, that's all you want. Like, as of right now, it's not a problem. Agree 100%. I'm not clamoring for Look it at, at all. Next. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Andy in California, and I just got to say, if I see one more, Clint Frazier should be the starting left fielder take. I'm going to lose my mind. Listen, we all know Breck Carter has been brutal, but he's shown before. He played, anyway, he's shown it now. He plays great defense. The Yankees value. Yeah, his bat's been brutal, but guess what? Even if he doesn't pick it up, we have Mike Talkman, who plays incredible defense, can swing the bat. And we even have Miguel and Duhar. I just don't get why people are clamoring for Clint. Listen, I know he's good. I know we all feel bad for him. He'd be starting on almost any other team. But I just don't get this cult of the fan base, this section that is clamoring for him. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I just can't figure it out. All right, go Yanks. If you take away the hype that they gave Clint during the initial Miller trade, like people said trout. It's like you want to gag on you want to gag on it now, but that's what was said when he originally came over from the Indians. If you take away his cleats and his Instagram, I honestly don't think you have any Clint stands. I mean, the the bat speed, you know, it's he's, awesome. He's had a walk off homer. His first game, I think, was yeah. a walk off homer versus the Brewers. It was cool. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, what red hair is unique. Tyler Austin didn't lot. have any stands don't see that on the lot. field. Tyler Austin did this more than Clint's ever done on the field. He didn't have the crazy stands. I think Clint's been better than Tyler Austin on the field. Clint hasn't been good. <laughs> He's got like a 700 OPS. Not defensively. I mean, Clint Clint was pretty good last year. 
For um, like two weeks. He had, you know, he finished the year with an 806 OPS and 69 games. Like, that's, that's an okay body of work for a 24-year-old player. Um, yes, he was a big prospect, and he's hyped. Or he was hyped. Um, and, yeah, we'll see. And you're right. Like, does some of that make the package together? Yes, but at the same time, you know, on, on the scope of baseball, we, we want players to have a little more swag and social media presence and things like that. Um, Clint has unfortunately taken, you know, a little bit of a south turn because he hasn't gotten playing time or been available the couple times he would have really gotten a chance. Um, you know, and then you're taking sad photo shoots in Scranton Park and garages. Like, that's, that's never been cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the people clamoring for Clint, I mean, I do get it. I I think his bat is crazy talented. I, you know, I, on our talking baseball stuff, I said if he got traded to the Texas Rangers tomorrow, I mean, he'd be like hitting five hole. Um, and you know, that's that's a tough thing for a young person to get through their head. So I I kind of get it. In the realm of this Yankee season, I mean, the injury bug would have to come back in a big way. Um, it's tough. This, you know, uh, Mike Talkman. Look at uh, Mike Talkman's the better example. Look at what Mike Talkman has done on a major league baseball field recently, and he can't find the field for the Yankees. Uh, like Mike Talkman has been very good, um, and and he can't find the field. So Clint, he still has a serious flaw in his game. I mean, defensively, he's he's a giant concern, and with that, I mean with. This packed Yankee squad, he just doesn't have a role. Another Clinton voicemail. Hey, John Boy Jake, Bill from Round Rock. Hey, so uh, I know it's still early in the season, uh, but looking towards the trade deadline on August 31st, it's going to be fast approaching. Um, so I was thinking potentially uh, giving away Clint for a possible starter. Um, I think Clint is an awesome all right, um, we're going to put a, a stop on all Clint voicemails until he gets called back up with the Yankees. I can't do this. Mm. They tried to trade him last year. No one wanted him. It's really hard for the Yankees to be like, do you want our ninth outfielder who we have no room for yeah. and has been a headache with us and doesn't really have a defensive position? Do you want him? And the team is going to be like, for nothing, maybe. Like, he doesn't have value in a trade. And that's not to say, like Jake's saying, if Clinton goes to another team, he won't rake. He will. But the Yankees are in no position to get anything for him because he's, like, eighth on the depth chart. Yeah. So it's actually just doesn't make sense. If they can find someone to trade him, like, I don't think you're getting a starter at all. I think you're getting maybe a reliever. Yeah, like a rental. Like a rental reliever. Yeah, and that's, you know, people – People do struggle to get the the value wise, and like you're saying, I mean, the Yankees depth teams aren't going to offer the Yankees anything real for Clint. Like if you think you're right getting, now, he's just sitting, yeah, in the satellite camp. You think teams are going to offer a starting pitcher for that? I mean, teams are teams are closer to waiting for Clint's like options to run out, so the Yankees DFA have to make a move yeah. on him, yeah. which you know a, a lot's going to happen. <laughs> between now and then And honestly the 60 season does hurt Clint If it was 162 oh, There's yeah, no doubt sure. Clint That's what I said as soon as Judge and Hicks got all got healthy It was like this sucks for Clint That's the last Clint voicemail we will be taking Until there's an actual story Love you Clint Twitter. Next Tiger Woods LeBron James Michael Jordan 
Gio Urshela. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if anyone didn't watch the Sunday night game, and we kind of barely heard this because we were doing our own commentary live on YouTube, but A-Rod said uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Aaron Judge. He also called Gio the best third baseman in the AL. And even as Yankee fans, I think we all can kind of gag on that a little bit. Yeah, we have a lot of Red Sox friends, um, and they were pretty disappointed in the broadcast, (laughs) even even with their expectations low. Uh, Yeah, man, that's uh, A-Rod went full A-Rod last night. And it's tough. I I will say this. If Judge can stay healthy and look like he has been and – Maybe get the MVP that was stolen from him in 2017 I mean, the dude has a chance to be an international star The Yankees would have to win a World Series Judge probably has to get an MVP Those things aren't completely unrealistic But the guy's larger than life He wears the Yankees pinstripes And he's really good So (laughs) don't lump him with any of those guys yet Um, Or probably ever, if we're being honest Because those guys were all phenoms when they were 18 21, yeah. Yeah. But, A-Rod. Baseball! Baseball! I like the name of this voice. Man. Hey, what's up? It's Lewis from Houston. I'm very sad about Tommy Canley, but I'm very excited about Jordan Montgomery. Here's why. He had an ERA plus of 116 or something, whatever. He was healthy. Now he's got five more miles an hour. He's going to be a beast. That's all I have to say. That's my prediction. He hasn't even... He hasn't even dominated the Red Sox yet. That's how confident I am. He's going to dominate the Red Sox. He's going to dominate the season. Wow. Okay, thank you. Bye. Awesome cause. Lewis hey. in Houston, did he flush at the end? Love the delivery. Hold on. Is that a flush at the end? Flush check. Thank you. Bye. Like we got a flush. I don't know. Yeah. We'll call it a flush. We're yeah. calling it a flush either way. Um, Sounded a lot like a flush. Thank you, Lewis from Houston. Good to know there's still some allies. Awesome down there that he for, yeah. awesome. Well, we got Quentin Hubner too. Awesome right. that he called before the game, right? And Monty he did knew. pitch well, and he does he have knew. the extra miles per hour, which is huge. I wanted to ask Katie if because uh, a lot, a lot, there's a lot of new pitchers. Yeah. Uh, when Monty was pitching in 2017, he had the highest release point out of any pitcher right. in baseball. Like he's six six, and he comes right over the top. Yeah. Which makes his curveball like crazy. <laughs> uh, Paxton, you used to do that. Yeah, man, Gumby, the tick up in velocity is big. I I told you, I think I'm a new kind of baseball theory in general. I'm I'm developing is like these guys with five pitches, the Sonny Gray types, the Tanakas, the Montes. When you baseball has become so analytical that guys look for percentages. We've Trevor Plouffe has told us many times, like if he's in a count and there's a you know fifty percent chance of something, that's when you lock in. Like if it's, I think it's 60. 60 or if, over, you, you If it's 2-1 and you know they throw a two-seamer 75% of the time, that's when a hitter can lock in and really look to drive something. When you have so many pitches, you can't do that. So Monty has that. He's ticked up. And the other thing that's important, and we, when we go back and you look at 2017-2018 Yankees teams, now that Monty's with the 2020 team, I mean, on a given day, Urshela and LeMahieu at second and third base – I mean, those guys are special. Yeah. They're special de- defenders. You know, Glaber's talented. He still has some puppy dog moments. And whoever's at void is, whoever's at first, excuse me, uh, you know, is at first base for a reason. But I'm, those guys will help you out. And Monty keeps it down. 
excited to see how the rest of the season develops And I mean, you know, with our current pitching Which will change a thousand times over this season You know, if the playoffs started tomorrow We'd be fine with Jordan Montgomery starting a game Yeah, they have, they have it as Monty threw five different pitches in that start Which pitch do you think he threw the most? Trivia Five different pitches um, So two different fastballs Yeah and is it one of the fastballs? Yes, surprising top two pitches for me. Okay, I I'm going. Maybe I didn't hone in on the game as well. As two seam, two seam. Changeup as a sinker here. Yeah, nailed it. I would have guessed the curveball was higher than it is. How often did he throw, Jim? He threw the curveball 14 times. He threw the changeup 20, the sinker 25, cut fastball 11, four seamer seven. I mean that's. When you talk pitch mix, that's that's the no. That's really good. I mean, the, the, his his least use is nine point one percent, and if you get all five with at least double digit percentages, that's like yeah, you're pitching really well as a tricking them. Hitters have to change their approach against you. Yeah. So Monty Lovefest, I like that call. Great call, Lewis. Good delivery. It's good all around. What's up, guys? This is Nick from Utica, New York. Just a quick question about that. The, de- the defensive sh- uh, change they do towards the end of the games where they put Wade in, DJ at first, and they take out Voight. Just wondering if you guys think that is because Wade is such a special fielder, they feel like they need to get him in there, or if they genuinely think DJ is that much better than Voight at first. Because I, I feel like I've been seeing Voight make some pretty good plays, uh, and I saw DJ miss a few. Could be completely wrong. Just curious what you guys think. Also, Gary will start heating up next week when he's leading the league in homers. Then everybody can come talk to me because everyone keeps complaining about him. All right, let me know, guys. Thanks. Another good call. I like it. Uh, DJ missed one throw from Glaber, but it was not even an error. Like, he yeah. was reaching out, and it, it was it would have been a hard play. Voight has made a couple picks, especially on that around-the-horn double play, triple pl- or double play started by Geo. Voight has looked decent. Yeah. But Wade and DJ is a better combo than DJ and Voight. Yeah. It's just that simple. So, I... I don't think DJ is significantly better than Void at first. I think he's better. I don't think Wade is significantly better than DJ at second. I think that's actually kind of a wash, or maybe DJ is better. It's just the combination yeah. is better. It's, you know, skinny Void, and maybe he's put in the time defensively as well. You know, that does bode for him becoming a better defender. You're more athletic. Um, and if you really wanted to get into Yankees weeds arguments, maybe Voight has a better pick at first base than LeMahieu. I think if you gave LeMahieu an hour and a half of practice, <laughs> he could probably beat him. But just think about it. You're taking a gold glover in DJ LeMahieu with the range to play second base, and you slide him over to first. And you had Tyler Wade, who has been nothing but special defensively at pretty much every position we've seen him at. So, yeah, it's fun. It's... Um, you know, it can be a real weapon. Tyler Wade, the closer. The closer. The victory formation. Yeah. It's a couple games where Chris Carter went to, like, right field versus the Orioles victory formation mm. back in 2017. You guys remember that at all? I do. That was fun. That was some good times. Next on the table. Hey, guys. It's Talking Too Fast Ryan again. You guys only give me a minute. It's not my fault. Anyways, <laughs> hypothetical scenario here because Clue said he wouldn't play this season at all, no matter how much the money. Cashman calls you up, or Shella gets hurt, hypothetically, the last couple weeks mm. of the season. They say, we want Plouffe to play. How do you convince them to join the Yankees for the playoffs? Does he become a Yankees fan organizationally over the Twins after the season? 
And what would you tell Ploof to get him to join the Yankees? Like, what do you think he would take? Honestly. And then who would be his best friend on the Yankees during that time? Seriously, I want to know. Thank you, guys. Take care. Okay. Well, some easy questions, some questions hard questions. questions. Yeah, Who, let's start checking Stan them Stan would be his best friend because they're both Cali boys, and Ploof loves sucking up to the money bag studs. Well, that's – so It's Wade and Stan. You that's his it. young hot boy and his sugar daddy. You got it. Next question. Okay. Those are his two best yeah, friends, and that's like easy. My doppelganger. Um, you know, you remind him how good the food is at Yankee Stadium. Right. The players eat pretty well there. You remind him that, uh, you know – you know, he's got a lot of juice with Twins fans. A lot of juice. You get... Extrapolate you know, that. The, the juice ratio in yeah. Minnesota to Yankees. Like, if you get any juice with Yankee fans, yeah. like, you know, the, the, the exchange rate to Minnesota juice is nuts. So, also, he could stay at our apartments whenever he wanted. That kind sure. of slumber kind of party. Place to crash. We both got gummies. He needs those. I fly out to California. Okay. Uh, we hang out in his man cave. It's about 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. We enjoy some medical things. Mm-hmm. Like you guys uh, sit on the table with the little doctor knee. Yeah, we're just testing reflex. our testing yeah. our reflexes, having weed, and oh. you know I don't say a thing, and he knows. Like he knows I flew out there for yeah. that. I don't say a thing. Yeah. We're just having a good time, mm-hmm. and then it's like 11:30. You know. Eyes are getting a little faded, and uh, I just I drop something heavy. I'm like, so, how do you want to be remembered? Damn. <laughs> just go, you know, oh, try geez. to really break through to him. And then I'm like, you know that short porch is there. I know you've gone second deck and left. Like, come get this ring. Be good for the brand. Mm-hmm. And then we both fly back. Oh, I've got two tickets with me. I bought him an airplane ticket back, and I put it on the table. That's nice. That's a pretty baller move. First class? I don't have any money. <laughs> no. You can upgrade this. Greyhound. You can upgrade this. <laughs> Do you like trains? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got him. He's there, and we got his best friends. Best friends was easy. 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 Sugar daddy and a hot boy. Yep. In there. What's up, fellas? I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but Gary Sanchez, my God. He's a great hitter, but in a in 60-game season where every run counts and playoffs are just, you know, straight up one against eight and shit, I need a defensive catcher behind there. What do you think we should do with Gary in the future? Like, do we just – do we hire one of the Molina brothers to teach him how to catch? Because shit. Gary's been fine defensively. Going good, good, yeah. He's been good. Going on a calendar year. You guys are stuck in 2018. In 2019, there was never. In 2018, every time there was a runner on third base, you were like, "Fuck, this guy can score easily." 2019, it wasn't a problem. This year, he's been good. I think the pass he's put in like so much effort. He has one pass ball. Zach Britton threw like some weird ass cross up ball to him. I'm sick of it, man. If you were to call in and bitch about him being 0 for 15, mm. fair. Yeah. A little irrational. I thought he was going to say, he's 0 for 15, uh, we can't win. I'm like, well, dude, we're 7 and 1, and right. he's been bad. But to compare, complain about his defense right now. Right. 
Because you want to. It's just because you want to. You think to. you're supposed to do You that. think you're supposed to. You're just trying to fall in to what people have said. Like, you're just like, what do people say? Oh, I want to say that too. He's been fine. He was fine last year. Yeah. He had a, a positive defensive war last year. Yeah, because he was above average last year, and he's been fine this year. People are so annoying, dude. It's so fucking annoying. It's uh. Also, last two games, two hits, RBI, on base percentage of 375. Two-game sample. Bang. You guys want to scream and yell about a three-game sample Thanks. when he goes 0 for in three games. I'll shove a two-game sample down your throat. Just let it be and shut up. And know what? I, I will say this, because I and you guys can double-check me on the years, but I think there was... There was the really good pitch framing year. I think that was 2018. Yeah, 2018, but he was horrible at blocking. 18 was the pitch framing year, horrible at blocking. 20, One of the worst blockers we've ever seen. 2019, the blocking got a lot better. A lot better. The pitch framing wasn't as good, but the blocking was significantly better, and he still got a really good arm. Yeah, 2018 was, I think 2017, the pitch framing was really good. Okay. 2017, the pitch framing was really good. The blocking was atrocious. 2018... Everything was atrocious. Remember, he had arm right. surgery. Yeah. He just couldn't no reach. shoulder. He couldn't grab. He couldn't balls. grab pitch fastballs because he had a have shoulder surgery. Um, tw- 2019, the framing took a hit, right? And the blocking got a lot better. That's why they brought in Tanner Swanson, the new catching coach, and he has him on one knee to help work on the framing. And people are getting annoyed because Gary's framing right now is he just brings it right, right to the middle and it looks over the overdone. But the point is that he doesn't start there. He's starting low, so there's a moving glove the whole time. So that's like by design from the new catching coach that just turned Mitch Garver into a stud and is doing all this stuff. Um, and I, again, it's been a small sample size, but he looks good. The If, if you really want to complain about Gary, it's just the whole package. Like, he's got the rocket arm. He's shown he can pitch frame. He's improved the blocking. The blocking was solid last he's, year. He, he rated above average last year. Um, and, you know, hitting, Gary obviously has his ups and downs. I think we're about to see a big up in the next couple of weeks, so that's exciting. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, I'm, I'm on record saying he's the most talented catcher in the league. Real Muto has been whooping his ass recently. I think Gary's more talented than him fairly easily, but he's got to put it together. But, yeah, don't uh, – Use your eyes. Don't and it's just, so annoying because all, all, the, all these people that are stuck in 2018 with their take, like they see that one pass ball right. from Britain. Like, see, I told you he sucks. Yeah. That was one. That yeah. was one. That was one. How many innings has he caught this year? I don't. Whatever. I'm over it. I'm not over it because it pisses me off that people sure. just have labeled this and they just refuse yeah. to rethink it. And he's on a Hall of Fame pace. So, Next. What's up, fellas? This is an appreciation voicemail. You don't necessarily need to put it on the show. Um, I found you guys on YouTube uh, spring of 19. I think I subbed when you guys were around 6,000 subs. And I never really fully got into listening to the pods until the off season this past year. And, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things. And we got the award shows. I just listened to Sharp Stats. And you guys are killing it. And the content is awesome. And with all this bullshit going on in the world right now, especially with, you know, the season now looking like it's going to be in jeopardy, it's just so cool to have such quality stuff to listen to. So you guys are killing it. Such a happy member of this community. And uh, go Yanks. Love you guys. Well, thank you, Hugh. Warms my heart. Wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, he knew he knew he knew that Gary would bring you down. So BBD followed. Good BBD job. BBD labeled that as get mad about Gary. Okay. Because he knew I would. Yeah. You know I've been better about that. I used to be like every waking day I'd fight off Gary. Oh yeah. But if they, it's just frustrating when they're like just stuck. Right. Um, but thank you, Hugh. That's very thank you for for listening and, and being part of the community with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we love the community. I mean, there's a lot of people that now, you know, we've we've known for a few years now, and it's really cool. So glad to have you, glad to have you aboard. And Aaron Judge just won L Player of the Week. So good job. Pretty simple. Just hit six home runs in the week, and you'll get it. I just tweeted him, "Congrats, congrats, Judge. Good job, Aaron." DM him on Instagram. Dude, you just won player of the week. How do you feel? <laughs> Sources. Next. Hey, boys. It's uh, Josiah from Austin, Texas. I called in a few weeks. I was wondering how many games you think uh, the Yankees could win. I said maybe 45, 50. And Jimmy put on his teacher voice and told me that that probably wasn't going to happen. Uh, so now that they're seven and one, which would put them over 40 wins if they continue on that. I wanted to know if you have changed any thoughts on my question. I think they could easily get 45. Let me know. I'm still not going to get, and I, I, they have a great start. Best start in like 10 years or 20 years, right? For the Yanks, seven and one. It'd still be tough, man. We were going to run into an injury. The pitching hasn't been stellar. Yeah. The offense has been carrying them. So I'll give it, like, you know, I thought 37. I'll say 40 is my new, like, I think they'll get 40 with the start. But what was this guy's name? Something from Austin? Austin. Josiah, you may have a fun voicemail where you can call up at the end of the season and tell me I was being too dumb and I should have been more hyped. I'll be excited if you can do that. But I, I still just wouldn't, you know, I just, I'm a big limit expectations guy. Mm. Because if they win 37 slash 40, that's still really, really good. So I don't want to set the fan base up for 45, 50, and then they feel like, you know, we feel like they didn't accomplish what we thought they could. Yeah. You know, same thing when, when people said Judge was going to hit 50 the second season. Like, there's no reason for that to be the bar. That's just where I my my opinion on it is, but I I have bumped up that I think forty is easy. Now. It's attainable. Attainable, yeah. I uh, I do think people need to pump the brakes a little bit. It's still very early in the season, and things are clicking. We've literally never seen Judge and Stanton do this at the same time. The Baltimore Orioles have a six twenty five win percentage. There's still going to be some coming back to earth. The Yankees aren't going to continue at an 875 win percentage. <laughs> Maybe. Be cool if they did. So, I, I don't know. I think you got to taper things a little bit. Things look good. We're excited. But uh, let's, let's pump the brakes. Is 40 reasonable? Yeah, I think it was in the realm before. You know, the Yanks had to look really good. But... You know, let's let's not go loony loony tunes with it. The Yanks are going to lose a series this year. Yep. You know, like it's this is still baseball. So buckle up. I'm glad you're excited. We're excited. Everything looks great. I mean, I just you know, two voicemails ago I said, you know, Aaron Judge could be an international star if he wins MVP and the Yanks win the World Series. So, you know, it's good to have this excitement right now, but you know, go easy on it. Is Babe Ruth the last international star? 
international baseball star Jeter. You think? What are you counting as international? I mean, he's big. He's like got, I don't think people he's got in the Europe brand. know who Jeter is. I think they knew who Babe Ruth was. BBD. I think if they're going to name a baseball player, Jeter is probably among the first names that comes out. Yeah. I just don't think baseball is global. Well, stop thinking Europe. Think, you know, Dominican or think, you know, baseball is a global sport, not necessarily Europe. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, well, global, I would think like all of it. Like Tiger Woods is known anywhere in the world. Sure. I don't think baseball's ever going to have someone like Tiger Woods or even Michael Jordan where they're known everywhere in the world. You never know. Never know. Could be a six seven giant who's been a stud although all way. Yeah. Next. Lost my words. Hey guys, bit of a weird question, okay? Who's your favorite Yankee of all time that's never been your favorite? You know what I mean? Like everyone's got that guy that they look at and you'd be like, you know, he's not my favorite, but I love him. For me, I mean, it's recency bias, but DJ LeMayhew, I just look at the man and I just can't help but smile because I love him so much. But he'll never be my favorite. He'll never be Tanaka or Judge or Glaber in terms of my love for him. I just have to love him. Thanks, guys. Go Yanks. I get the question. Yeah. I have an easy answer. Okay. Jorge Posada. Ooh. Never. I don't think that qualifies. Never will be more favorite than Jeter or Pettit. In his day. Like, was never the number one on the team he was on. But I love Posada. Okay. I mean, I think they're aiming, like, smaller apples than that. Like, not a guy that's going to be having their number retired kind of thing. But he's never a favorite, but he's a favorite. He's your favorite. I think a lot of people, they like the catcher position. I think he could be your favorite. I don't think I've ever answered, like, who's your favorite Yankee? I've ever said Posada. Okay. Okay. It's an interesting angle. Like, I think it's, like, staying in the now, it would be like Gio Urshela. Like, I love third baseman. Right the, now, he's like my, I, the, I think I said my stream, he's my, the, one of my favorite guys right the, now. The way he can pick it is really cool. Um, D-Rob probably is there in his heyday. D-Rob's a good one. Like, Scott, Scott Brocious for me. Like, yeah. that, that another slick field Just second-rate players? It's... I think guys that aren't like come up through your farm system or spend a long time there. Probably Swisher for a ton of people, huh? Uh, Swisher's probably up I there. I feel like yeah. BBD's age range Ooh. loves Nick Swisher. Didi right now is a big one. And that's the age range right below yeah. BBD, I think, loves Didi. Because like Didi never became. Now, I was too old, I think, for that. Okay. Like. A lot of people are doing like, I miss Didi. I miss, like, Didi had more years on the Yankees where we were like, ugh, than we were like, yeah. Well, I talked through this the other day. I forget if it was with you or Kyle. Um, if you're a newer Yankee fan, you know, since 2010, like, Didi's home run is one of the biggest moments you've had as a Yankee fan. Yeah, Gary's double, Didi's home run, Bird's home run. Those are all the biggest moments. So, and... And and just being an endearing, guy, awesome guy. Yeah. Know? So I'm saying, if you were, if like your heyday of a fan, like if you are in college right now, and right. when you were in your formative years during mm-hmm. the 17 run, Didi's forever. You're absolutely dude. forever. I'm trying to see some of the old teams that guys like David Wells. I think I think that would be a name for some people. El Duque. I wonder if he qualifies. I mean, he's. He's kind of has his own folklores going on to a degree almost. 
I do think Passat is kind of like one step above what we're looking for. I think it works, but I get what you're saying, and juxtaposed to you Jeter, justified it well. I mean, yeah. different different stars, but I don't know. Like people love Jorge, and like he's in the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, I know, but he's just never like like. I, I never would have said he's my favorite. Like, if DJ LeMahieu leaves for free agency after this year, like, that's what this guy's saying. He's like, yeah, I know it was only two years, but, man, he was good, and I loved watching him play. Um, I don't really – who else is, even fits? It's very weird. Ricky Lede. Like, I feel like we're building a very specific niche. Shane that, Spencer. Yeah. Talkman DJ has a like, lot of stands. Yeah, second in MVP. I feel like the only other guy that isn't in that category is, like, Granderson. Which I don't think anyone's gonna. Granderson might be a good pick. Yeah. I didn't. I don't have any special relationship with Granderson. Okay. We weren't saying for you. We were saying if someone said Granderson, they'd be like, "Oh yeah." I'm trying to find an answer for you guys, and you don't like Posada. I like Posada. Maybe Soriano. Soriano gets overlooked a little bit. Traded away for a Rod. He was a lot of fun when he was right. Yeah. Nick Johnson for my sister. She liked him. Someone said a gr- someone in the chat. Dylan said like Geo fits this bill, which yeah. maybe he does perfectly. Yeah, it's kind of the two to four year Yankees. They were good, but they're not like Swisher's probably the best of till they die. Swisher's probably the best of that crew. Yeah, like a four year Yankee who left a mark with the fan oh, base. Like twenty years when Nick Swisher showing up at Yankee Spring Training. People aren't going to know who he is. You don't think so? I mean, like, we will, but nobody under. Dude, I think they will. He's like, still works out with the team. He's still part of the front office. He still comes to every. That's old, what I'm saying. Like, the, Stump Merrill. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I think, like, Giambi might be a fun answer here. Could be. Yeah. Like, not a pinstripes guy, but. What about Tino then? I think Tino's Tino's got a chance, yeah. It feels like we're just playing name a part-time Yankee that we liked. Yeah. Tino might be too big. Tino might be too big. I feel like he's a lot of people's straight-up fan. Melky. So we're Melky. trying to find a guy that's no one straight-up favorite. I think that's... Like, if anyone's like, that's my number like one, then it kind of doesn't faith, get... call them your number one, yeah. Okay. Then Geo fits that bill really Jimmy Wong. Well. Yeah, I love Chin Ming Wong. Yeah. It's probably a good one. There it is. Chin Ming Wong and Jobber were the the only two jerseys I owned for a long time. I think, like, going into 08, Chin Ming Wong's, like, high on my list. Obviously not better than Jeter. Miguel Cairo? Eh. That's ironic. That is half non, ironical. We're looking for non-ironic. Chin Ming Wong, I think that would be your... Loved Wanger. That's what yeah. Jeter called him all the time. Which maybe isn't nice anymore. I don't know. Wanger. All right. Thank you. That's the last voicemail. That's all we got. It's the final end of the show. It's a good show. Some good voicemails, some bad voicemails. <laughs> no more Clint talk. Ain't that it. And uh, Sharp Stats tomorrow? Yeah, we record tomorrow. If you're still out there saying Gary's terrible, terrible at defense, just know you're a year and a half behind. You're like Encino, man. Yeah. Catch yourself up. We'll see you tomorrow with Sharp Stats. Thank you very much. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.